0: This is a big episode of The Challenge Rider Dies, huge elimination. I don't want to say a classic, but real good. I'm John Shidley Hill.
1: And I am Sheldon Alexander.
0: And this is You Killed It, the podcast about the challenge. Like I said off the top, talking about The Challenge Rider Dies. This is a really good episode, Sheldon. I really enjoyed it. I know you enjoyed it because I got the rare text message is as long time you killed it listeners know we talk to each other frequently <laughs> but not about the challenge that's one sort of the things that we learned early on in this 229 episode run of this podcast we don't we rarely talk about the challenge
1: it's outside
0: true. of when we're recording
1: very true and uh yeah we were trying like we had a time set for when we were going to record obviously and then like as that time was getting close i was like i'm almost done i'm almost done (laughs) so yeah here we are
0: um speaking of here we are here's anisa rolling up we already saw jordan we knew because of all the trailers and stuff that Anissa was going to be his partner
1: it was a weird ending right because like they didn't show anisa coming up last episode right no they didn't. didn't miss
0: that okay as it was a weird cliffhanger given that we knew she was coming and who she'd be <laughs> partnered with. I I gotta ask off the off the hop, because like <laughs> this is something this is the sort of question that I grapple with. So Anissa and Jordan describe themselves as frenemies. Okay. And first of all, I can't believe that these two have been on the same like on the challenge for ten years. Like I feel old as shit when they say that, that Jordan has been on the challenge for 10 years that's a lot it is but sorry i'm delaying this my question to you is if you were tory Mm -hmm. and your best friend shows up with your ex-fiancé as partners on a reality game show how would like if i were tory i'd be mad at anisa how would you feel
1: but this is what I've said from last week, right? Like there's no way that they didn't know this was all happening. There's no way that Tori came on this season and didn't know that Jordan was coming on. And there's no way that, I mean, as we'll get into later on in this episode, there's no way that this is the first time that Jordan and Tori are having this conversation. I just won't believe that. Maybe I'm cynical. Maybe I'm going to say
0: that's the exact word I was going to use to describe you. (laughs) Because they, yeah. they both said it repeatedly. And like, mm-hmm. I mean, there's certainly some genuine emotions come up Yeah, later on.
1: Definitely, definitely true. And Hey, I mean, I'm a lot, I can be wrong. I don't, obviously that's well in the realm of possibilities here. So totally get it. No worries at all. I mean, Hey, well, this is one of those things we'll put out to the people. We have listeners. We have people that send us comments. All the time. So let us know what you think, you know, like we want to hear from you. And of course the reminder that we always set to wherever you're listening to this pod, wherever you're watching this pod, comment, We'll read the comments uh, each and every week. Bless us with a like. That's how you, su- that's how you, you know, support the movement, the pod that is the you killed it podcast. So yeah, I mean, we, w- I want to hear from you guys. Cause what do you guys think? Do you think this is all on the up and up or is there some producering going on here? By Tori. I don't
0: know. Oh, I, I don't know that, I mean, that we have to put solely on Tori. I think we could put it a little bit on Jordan and Anissa as well. Hundo P. Totally agree with you there. Um, the other, There's two other things I have to point out. The first is mm-hmm. this completely changes the dynamic of the house. Because now we've gotten essentially three pairs of... Uh, veterans added to the mix. If we're counting Casey and Kenny, Mm -hmm. uh, obviously Casey, yes, as a veteran. Referring to Kenny, that completely tips the scales in another direction. And like partnerships that I think can put business first. Okay. Maybe not Jordan. He can be pretty emotional in his way. Uh, But it's also just like a killer cast, right? Like Laurel, Jordan, and Johnny are indisputably top 10 players all time on the show Mm -hmm. yeah no that's Uh, totally fair maybe top five
1: which which i think makes this whole episode super interesting from fessy standpoint which we'll get to for sure Mm -hmm. but yeah it was cool to see jordan get the lay of the land from bananas and explain just how the house is going and like how fessy and nelson are kind of laying in the middle. And then you have the vets and then you have the, the rooks and the rooks definitely taking their shots at the vets. And to get as those numbers continue to climb, it's very interesting just how the show's structured. And what I mean by that is you have all these rookies, but then you keep adding in vets and now the scales seem to be tipping towards the vets. And is that fair? Is that right? Is that just something that always happens on the season? or on whatever season, like I don't know yet how I feel about it. Does that make I, sense?
0: Yes. I, I sort of feel the same way. First of all, from a competition standpoint, it is a huge advantage to miss several weeks. Oh yeah. Right. Like Definitely. it is a huge advantage to Jordan and Anissa that mm-hmm. they've missed what three weeks, three eliminations. Yeah. Um. So like if I, and I mean, you're right. Also, then you have the vets and rookies dynamics. Uh I speak of rookies, I have a question for you, Sheldon. I have a lot of questions for you today. Okay. But who the fuck are Tommy and Annalise? Have these two been on the show the entire time?
1: Yeah. And and it was funny because I remembered them. Like they just popped up at one point, but um I remembered them because I was trying really hard to remember where they were from. And I don't know if I watched that season of Big Brother or if maybe I started to watch it and then didn't I, watch it. but
0: I don't I had them an, at all.
1: I had an idea of who they were when they popped up on the episode before, but, I mean, they became major players in this episode, that's for
0: sure. They did. And I'll tell you, something I really like about Tommy mm-hmm. is that he speaks like he's an extra in Greece all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I love his accent because I'm like, is that like... Is that a real accent? Is it like where I guess it's a New York accent, mm-hmm. but like where in New York? I don't know. Like it it's like the a one very specific square block radius of New York City where they have that particular accent. Yeah.
1: The other the other part I found interesting about this whole beginning part and we kind of skipped over it, but the the Tory and Jordan thing, I just want to go back to that for a sec. Cuz did we know about the whole like for her to openly discuss the fact that jordan broke up with her Mm -hmm. but then she hooked up with fessy like a Mm -hmm. month later out of spite Mm -hmm. and this is not my line of the episode but her just saying every time she sees fessy now he's just a walking living mistake (laughs) which i thought like whoa (laughs) that's like a straight like you know like i i get it and i understand it but like poor fessy at the same time you know what i mean like how's that like that's a harsh thing to say about someone do you know what i mean
0: it the level of disrespect in that statement like she yeah. knows he's gonna watch it his family is gonna watch it mariah's family is gonna watch it like that Like, <laughs> i mean i also want to say i don't think she's wrong but just like <laughs> it's so what? brutal
1: well hold on a second here though right like fessy like he could be a walking living mistake cool but like how do you know he doesn't think the same thing about you do you know what i mean like two of you played this same exact game and now you're gonna just slander my guy and and not not just be like i made a mistake you're saying he as in like his whole life is a walking living mistake that is like another level level of just like slander (laughs) that it didn't need to get to you could have just been like you know, I made a mistake with Fessy and I probably shouldn't have done that and whatever, whatever. But it's like, every time I see him, I'm just disgusted with my, you know, it's like, whoa, okay. And I mean, hey, I like the the vibes that they're giving here of taking us back to real world, which we kind of talked about Mm -hmm. last week where, you know, you get some real discussion in it in terms of how much Tori has struggled with that. But then because it's a challenge, we also get the jokes because you get your man's Johnny Bananas or no, sorry, you get the counter to that, which is the Fessy rebrand, which is something we've been talking about for a while. Mm-hmm. And I, I wonder if Fessi or someone around Fessi listens to the pod to hear us discuss the Fessi rebrand that's been trying to go on for a few years here. But Fessi now Fessel, right? Mm-hmm. Which is his actual name, which means the decider. Do I have that correct?
0: The decision maker. The
1: decision maker. Sorry, my bad. My apologies. And he just wants to go by his real name to put on for his culture, which I appreciate that. I also appreciate the honesty though, John, because what does Casey say to him? Oh, does that mean that messy Fessy is retired? And he's like, uh, not quite.
0: <laughs> I like that. He's like, I don't know about all of that, which is <laughs> an underrated early internet expression. And a shout out to Fessel for bringing mm. that back. Mm -hmm. But, like, you say that the Fessel rebrand is on, and he's clearly working at it, but at the same time, he's also working at not one, not two, not three, but four different women in the house. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: The decision
0: maker has to learn how to make good decisions. I mean,
1: some might argue he's making great decisions so far. Like, why why does he need to make one decision? He's on a reality TV show in a house with a lot of single people. And if he's single himself, why does there need to be a decision that needs to be made? There could be multiple decisions being made. And clearly, as you could tell, on a daily basis where my guy is cuddling with someone at night with Michelle, which, like, People who are brand new to the show, because I always have to assume that maybe there might be new people that are finding us along the way who might be new to the challenge and might not know the backstory here. But the whole Michelle thing, and you go back to Amanda, like that was a whole, whole, whole saga between Fessy and Amanda and Michelle all on that season and how it spilled into the um, uh, reunion show and all that stuff. So to see them like come back around, is interesting and then laurel we talk about laurel all the time laurel's just a boss doing what Laurel wants to do yeah never mad at laurel so that's just hilarious and johnny of course it has to be johnny bananas giving the full breakdown right mm-hmm. you love i know you love that bananas getting his producer on to let everyone know about the what, whole fessy drama
0: what i love about johnny and I can't believe I'm going to say this because I'm not a big bananas guy. You know, this, Sheldon, I'm not, but he's
1: brought some
0: excitement to the season. I just respect that he showed up Mm -hmm. and immediately figured out who is like hanging out with who, like he got to work getting that information.
1: Yeah. Agreed. Totally agree. And so, yeah, he breaks everything down, going to bed with Michelle, waking up with Laurel, cuddling with uh colleen and who am i oh annalise trying to get at annalise i mean hey i can i look at fessy and be like those are some bad decisions i can't tell the man that
0: i can't can't do It, it i it's i think the uh bad decision is the close proximity uh uh both physically and time wise of these decisions it's not who he's deciding to spend his time with It's that they all live in a house together with a million dollars at stake, seemingly within minutes, hours of each other.
1: Well, hey, as far as we know, they're just talking, you know? Yeah. As far as we know, they're just hanging out. You
0: know what? That we should be clear. They are just hanging out, as far as we know. Right? But also, what I want to know is like, how are there no other eligible men like how is he the only one getting this kind of attention well
1: fessy talks about it right that there is the what we would call the second boyfriend i would say the
0: brand x version yeah the the (laughs) The, wish.com version yeah
1: of of fessy which is horatio and like I mean, that was a mean thing for Fessy to say because it just had it, such like hateration vibes it was, <laughs> to
0: it. It was so mean, but also like how is Fessy coming off as the insecure one here? Right. Well, I mean I mean, if we want to really get really deep <laughs> into it,
1: why would somebody be messing around or trying to mess around with so many different women in the same house because you need attention to build up? to to overcome your your own insecurity you need that validation from multiple women to validate your own insecurity
0: mm-hmm. if i'm going
1: to get my doctor phil on here i mean i don't know if that's true but that oh, would yeah. be my armchair you know view of the whole situation
0: i would also add that by getting involved with multiple people at the same time you also prevent yourself from getting close with any one particular person correct like it's also mm. a defense mechanism mm. uh we're getting deep here i like it i like it i you know this is therapy sessions with sheldon <laughs> and john we gotta get fessel on the pod and just be like hey fessel what's your deal like that no, let's, I, let's I mean, deal let's drill down to that childhood trauma
1: let's talk this out let's talk this out um let's also talk out the daily challenge build, build me, me up, up
0: Please give me a rundown of this. Give me a rundown. We said that in unison. I feel so close to you. Uh, <laughs> build me up. It's it's actually seems exhausting. I would not mm-hmm. want to do this. So oh, each yeah. partnership <coughs> has to move six barrels along a line, and at various and it's like a mile long. And at each point, they have to uh, there's three points. They have to stop. Build a tower out of the barrels, climb it, and set off a flare. Then continue to carry the barrels back, uh, get them all the way down the line, set off the flares, and then run all the way back with all the barrels. Okay. Okay. It yeah. seems very tiring.
1: Super tiring. And I mean, Nelson discussing that he is a horrible partner, or no, his partner saying that he is a horrible partner.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean,
1: the whole thing is just funny and. You know, can Nelson get it done? I say no. Like, I feel like every, before every challenge starts, I'm going to pause and ask myself, is this the day that Nelson wins?
0: I Well, I like that he says, like, yeah, in the past, I've been a horrible partner. I just, like, run off ahead uh, without my partner. And then they, like, immediately cut to his heat. And Mm -hmm. he is way ahead of Nereese. Yeah. Yeah. I also, something I got to point out here, as a vertically gifted person, okay carrying an where is a, this going an awkwardly heavy object like that with someone who is not the same height as you mm-hmm. sucks because you're gonna have the barrel like banging against your leg as you run yeah as the taller person you're probably actually gonna do most of the lifting Yeah. so any partnership where you're not like close in height it's gonna suck for the Definitely. taller person
1: Definitely not going to be fun, uh, but it was fun for Fessy and Mariah who are killing it early on. And uh I found it interesting because Fessy got off to such a good start, but the, the, the rebrand continues where he's a really good partner. He was communicating very well. He's being very encouraging. He was calm and cool, despite the fact that it was pretty close. And, you know, it was close for a bit, but then eventually they pull away and end up winning heat one and this was obviously split into two heats the second heat had uh the the big battle was between horatio and olivia and johnny and raven and i think the biggest thing to stand out from this daily challenge and this episode as a whole was just how strong the rookies are
0: yeah and they're good
1: i just thought this was such an interesting part of this game right because I keep thinking of are there new people joining in to watch this show that might've watched the challenge USA and are now going to get acclimated to the challenge, the regular challenge and just how these things differentiate. So like you have these super strong teams, but the strategizing from the rest of the house is already coming into play and being like, no, no, we got to get one of these guys out. And Johnny and Olivia and Olivia, sorry, Olivia and Horatio and Johnny and Raven clearly have separated themselves from not only just being a, a great rookie team, but just one of the best teams, period, in the whole show. How do you think? Do you think there's a there's a way that they could have, like, not chilled, not, like, you know, come in last, but maybe, like, not gone so ham early enough? Or oh. would it have mattered? Or is it too already too late?
0: No, I so I want to separate those two, those two okay. pairs. Because Johnny and Raven, like, I think it's, you must win early on, okay. especially as a rookie. It's the only way you're going to survive. You're going to survive, yeah. Okay. I got no problem with that, and both teams did that. Like, mm-hmm. you, you got to come out of the gate strong, you got to win. Johnny's mistake is that he talked mad shit as Correct. he did it and, like, went after the vets really transparently, like really made it clear what he was trying to do. Yeah. And that's that's where they went awry. But like, no one, I don't want to say no one wants to get rid of uh, Olivia and Horatio, but people feel differently about them than they do Johnny and to a lesser extent Raven.
1: Yeah. The energy is different for sure. The energy is they- definitely different.
0: Horatio and Olivia, I am put it this way I, th- I have this feeling that both pairings are going to come back on the show because, like, yeah. on another season,
2: mm-hmm.
0: once they shed that rookie tag, I imagine Horatio and Olivia get along famously with everyone.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I imagine Raven might not ever come on the show again, but Johnny, I feel like, is going to be Fessy 2.0. I think there's going to be people will be like, Oh, this guy again. Like, yeah,
1: he's falling in line. And like, remember when they had like the Nelson, uh, Corey Hunter, Hunter. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like they had that whole crew and, and they were like, Oh, we're coming for the vets and that whole energy. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of messed up Johnny for sure. And then Johnny, you know, the other side of that to, to jump, to piggyback your point. The other thing with Johnny and Raven, I think they're like, Horatio and Olivia play nice in the house right like Horatio's yeah. having a conversation with people and even if he's flirting with Laurel like it's not messy whereas no. Johnny was clearly being messy in the house with Norrice and his partner who had feelings for him that you know just seemed kind of weird right it did mm-hmm. seem kind of weird um but while Olivia and Horatio and Johnny and Raven were dominating their heat we get my line of the episode oh. From our guy, Nelson, who's watching, Olivia, and he's like, I have my eyes set on Olivia, got my heart set on Olivia, focused. He says, who does Nelly T, speaking, calling himself in the third person? Because, of course, what else would Nelson do, right? Who does Nelly T have his eyes on this season? You know, Nelly T loves love, and love loves me. Close quote. (laughs) Nelson, man. He doesn't win challenges. But he provides entertainment within the house. It's I so I can't lie. I'm entertained. I'm
0: entertained. It's so funny. I don't want to say Nelson has matured because that's not right. No. But <laughs> I like Nelson more. I like Nelson the most I ever have at this point. Like he settled
1: into his role within the show.
0: Yeah. And also like he had some issues around women, and I don't just mean loving love. I mean, like being disrespectful to them and like aggressive. Mm -hmm. And we haven't seen that for a while. I hope that means that it's because he's not doing it anymore rather than it's being edited out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But also, he's just like embracing being goofy as fuck. (laughs) Yes,
1: this is true.
0: Like he's really just. Like, he's like, yeah, I'm bad at a lot of things, <laughs> but I'm good at flirting with women and being a bit of an idiot and like speaking in the third person and being naively optimistic.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Right. Pretty much. Nelly, Nelly, Nelly. So, yeah, Johnny and Raven end up winning. Um I thought that they actually like I was guessing before TJ announced two one. I thought that they were going to win, but I was wrong. Mariah and, Fe- and Fessel end up winning. And I just
0: sorry, we just skip past, though. What would have been my what is my line of the episode? Oh, because it made me laugh.
1: I know what you're going to say.
0: Olivia no, mm-hmm. talks about says cardio is just not my vibe. And speaking of people embracing who they are, I love that Olivia is such a caricature of Instagram. It's like if Instagram was given life, have you read the book or seen the TV show uh, American Gods? No. It's sort of hard to explain quickly, but essentially, uh, all the gods from the old world. Mm-hmm are now in, like, North America. Mm -hmm. So, like, there is a version of, like, Puck. Like, the the fairy and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But also, anything that anyone worships, there is, like, a living, breathing person Mm -hmm. that represents that. Yeah. And, like, it was written before there was Instagram. But I feel like Olivia would be the American God's version of Instagram. Like, she looks... Like, every Instagram model, she talks like everyone. Mm -hmm. And just when she says, oh, cardio is not my vibe. Like, I believe her, but it's also hilarious.
1: Yeah. It's like she does those, you know, the YouTube shorts videos or, like, TikToks. Exactly. It's just like, you know, I I was going to say something that I shouldn't say out of mic, But basically, (laughs) it's like, you know how there's, like, this whole trend of, um Adults who make videos online for like kids or like teens, which I find kind of creepy and weird, Uh but like it's a whole industry. So you have like these grown ass women that are like, ah, and I'm like, what is this? Like, I don't understand what's happening right now. And why are you creating content for little kids? It's so strange to me, but yes, Olivia doing that with the, the, uh, I don't know if you saw the San Minaj, is that the comedian's name yeah he used to be on the daily show yeah so he did a pod with uh colin and samir and he was talking about uh the algorithm versus the artist and he's like talking about the videos that like you know you're doing the whole thing and then the camera like and you have the yellow font and all that that's exactly olivia (laughs) while you were describing that that's exactly what i was thinking of um And yeah, she is definitely that. Like I feel like I'm watching the Olivia show and I watch her and I'm like, how much makeup do you put on to do your confessionals? Like so much makeup, so much hair extensions. It's kind of like too much for the challenge. Do you know what I mean? But she's doing well so far. So I can't knock it because it's working and she's doing really well. She's still competing. She's going beast mode. So I can't knock it. Do you know what I mean? But it is throwing me off a little. Where I'm like, you're getting. Never mind. I don't want to crush her too much.
0: I mean, I so, like so. her. I, I just, do too. She's just like I said. She's like a caricature sometimes. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I also Agreed. I just want to say this in general because I was thinking this a lot as we watched, as like we went through the uh, daily competition. I really wish they gave us more background on like how these rider dies came to be rider dies. First of all, well, think... there's an
1: episode. No, there's an episode before the
0: first season that I yeah. think went into all of that. But I could use the refresher. You know what I mean? You could
1: have just watched the first episode. I'm saying this defending production right now. That's on you, sir, for not watching the very first episode of the
0: season. Did you watch it? No,
1: but I'm also <laughs> not asking for. I'm not asking for more info on Olivia's Instagram. Feed.
0: How how hard would it be to have like. A key or something that says like exes, best friends, brother and sister, cousins. But I also think whatever. A, I think a lot of it's made up. Do you oh, know what I mean? It's sure. like,
1: oh, we're reality TV friends because we go to the same parties.
0: Like, I'm sorry. I'm sure Jordan and Anisa get along just fine. Mm-hmm. They're not ride or dies.
1: No, definitely not.
0: Right? Of course like, not. Yeah, of course. there's there's somewhere I believe like Tori and Devin like I have Let like me
1: put it to you like this. Mm-hmm. There's no way that my best friend and my ex can be ride or dies.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, let's let's break this down for a second here. Right. Like, that seems a little odd. No.
0: Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I this is why I asked off the top. Like, I'd be super mad if I was Tori. Like, I'm sorry. I don't care if it's a show. I don't care if it's essentially our job. But Like, yeah. come on. Like, how are you putting me in this position? But there's just, like, a lot where I'm like, what is your deal? Like, are, like, how do you two know each other? What's Is there, like, a tension here? Like, aside from Raven and Johnny, of the mm-hmm. rookies, they haven't given us a lot of, I guess, Tommy and Annalise were both on Big Brother and therefore our besties. But, and, sorry, speaking of Tommy and Annalise, significantly, they did the worst. Yeah. Because they they're they're small, they're little,
1: I think that was a cop out because like you can be small and little, but this was about endurance. And I don't know how heavy the barrels were, right? But I, I mean, were they I would I wouldn't assume that the barrels were that heavy is what I'm saying. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm sure they weren't light. But I don't think they were that heavy. I think this was just more about conditioning, more so than what he was trying to say. Oh, you know, one step of ours or two steps of ours make up one step of everyone. Like, come on, bro. Like, that's too much. Doing too much here just because it's not a Big Brother backyard game.
0: Well, and to further Which, your... hold on,
1: it actually was a Big Brother backyard game, just a bigger backyard. If we're being honest, so get miss me with that.
0: To uh, to build on your point, like I'm pr- I'm probably I don't know ten inches taller than Lionel Messi. Okay. Lionel Messi is beating me in a foot race, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So like there there's speed and there's quickness
1: yeah and i gotta be honest too i didn't even think they would be on anyone's radar until this scene popped up where they were like sulking and johnny bananas comes to comfort them in a scene that was way too fake but
0: oh um, yes that was you could tell that johnny bananas like some producer was like listen we need the bananas touching there like we need yeah we need uh some narrative uh structure here. Can you uh slide in there, Johnny? We
1: need you to coach them up here. Um, (laughs) we get a deliberation in which nothing happens, like literally nothing happened in the whole entire deliberation, other than I guess Johnny and Raven try to make a deal where he's like, Hey, can you just not put me in against (laughs) against Olivia and Horatio? And it's like, Bro, like that's the
0: whole point of we, we should say so the nominees. Are yes. Annalise and Tommy, Raven and Johnny, Olivia and Horatio, and Colleen and Kim, yeah. and yeah, the only notable thing was that like basically no one has anything to say, which is fine because like it just it is what it is. An expression I hate, but it's true in this instance. Except Johnny, who's like oddly threatening <laughs> to Fessel and, and Mariah, where he's like, yeah. Um, well, you know, if we go in, just remember we're going to come back and then you're going to go in. And Fessel was like, That's not really how it works. Like, that's also clearly like a risk we're willing to take. Like, and as
1: he said, everyone's going to go in, like, be a part of this four to go down at some point because that's just the nature of the game. If you plan on being around for a while, I just thought it was funny because you could tell those two dudes are are wannabe or if not forget about wannabe they are alpha males right like always want to do wanting to enter the room and show their dominance over the other like i think that was the goal there of johnny to be like you know you you can put me in but you know when the roles are reversed i can do a favor for you if you look out for me you know and i thought it was very interesting but then on top of that fessy just using the opportunity to flirt where he's just like (laughs) it's just like so does this mean our hot tub time is over (laughs) i just thought it was hilarious like the rookies have no idea about what the actual game is yet and i found that that part hilarious when because olivia says she's like okay why are we here like shouldn't you be trying to get out the people who are a threat to your game and it's like uh that's you
0: (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) like what you are a threat to his game. That's why you're here. <laughs> like, what is going yeah, on? There's right
0: no now? understanding. Like <clears throat> the way Johnny Bananas laid it out. Like, if uh, Fessel was to nominate anyone else, mm-hmm. every veteran's gunning for him. Exactly. Furthermore, Johnny and Raven and uh, Olivia and Horatio. I think particularly Olivia and Horatio look like they would do really well in a final. Like they got to go <laughs> for sure.
1: Totally like,
0: agree. And if you're Fessel, you got to be thinking, man, I don't like Jordan, but give me Jordan and Anissa in a final mm-hmm. over Olivia and Horatio. Like 1000%. <laughs> like, yes, please. So, so
1: we, we let's move on to the club night because yes, yes, we get an interesting, this this basically sets up the whole back end of the episode here, right? You have Kim and Colleen, mm-hmm. Tommy and Annalise. They're mm-hmm. making a deal. And I like it. You know, we heard earlier Tommy and Annalise talking about how they feel like they struggle in the actual competition portion. So to make up with that, and you're coming from Big Brother, you're going to play the political game. I get that. I think it's a really good idea. Assess situation, realize that the other two teams that you're against are going to pick each other to be safe.
2: Mm-hmm. So it would
1: make sense that you link up with the other team and do the same. Yeah. Great deal. But then what happens with Tommy and Annalise, John? What, what do they decide to do?
0: They also then go and speak to uh Olivia and Horatio mm-hmm. to just like, make sure that they're covered on every level. And like, I have it in my notes. I'm like, when they're speaking to Colleen and Kim, I have it in my notes. I'm like, they're on the line of doing too much. And then they go and speak to Olivia and Horatio. I'm like, ah, there it is. Officially doing too much. And the fact that they approached Olivia and Horatio makes it so much worse.
1: And the part I don't understand is, why did you need to do that? Because there's no way they're going to pick you over uh, Johnny and Raven, right? So really, you're only playing this for the odd chance that they end up picking between you and then um, Kim and Colleen, right? Like the odds you got to play out the game in 3D chess, right? And this Mm -hmm. is where we talk about the vets being familiar with the game and being able to think 10 steps ahead. If you Mm -hmm. just play this out, your assumption has to be that Fessy is going to directly put in Johnny and Raven or Olivia and Horatio, right? Yeah. That means that your chance of survival is already that much better. Yeah. Right. So you don't need to go and make this extra deal because one of the teams is already like one of the teams that, you know, is going to be against you is already in the elimination. Yeah. So you don't, you didn't need to go and make that extra deal. There was no like, sorry, I shouldn't say there's no benefit. But if we're doing percentages, the percentages are super low, then that would happen.
0: They're also they're clearly so rattled by how badly they think they did in the daily. And they are in a headspace where they just see themselves as not fitting in Mm -hmm. for a variety of reasons. And it's making them do too much, too soon. Mm-hmm. And they're overthinking it, which is like a classic rookie thing. Mm-hmm. I did want to say, though, Sheldon, and you're going to want to hear this. Shout out to uh, Robinson on Twitter, mm-hmm. who sent me all the songs that they oh. played. Okay. And also, friend of the show, our foreign correspondent, Edie Pinsoff, who is also Tell me all the songs on the show. I like so it. let me I run like some it. down.
1: Shouts to the people that listen to this podcast.
0: It's important in the nightclub scene. Uh, we've got when Anissa and Jordan arrive, it's uh lotto by big energy. Okay. Uh, Ooh, see that, that
1: changes the whole viewing. Ex- uh, I'm kind of rattled now.
0: Okay. During on. Fessel's name segment. It's, Hold on, I, on, on.
1: Before we get to that. Sorry. Yeah. I just have something to say about that song.
0: Okay. Lay it on me.
1: It makes me want to hear just a normal Mariah song. Like I don't need, I don't need this remixed version and maybe because we're old. Cool. I get that. And I sound like the old man, get off my lawn, but I'm okay with it because the actual Mariah fantasy is a great track and it should be just spun again. Instead of this
0: remixed version. I have the same. uh, What is the song? I don't know what the song's name is. The one that uses the same beat as uh, fire by Joe button featuring uh, Busta Rhymes. There's a song that's using the same. Oh, and there's a song that's using the same beat as nothing by Noriega by Nori. Really? So yeah, I'm out,
1: of, I'm out of the loop and I don't listen to the radio. So
0: yeah, yeah. you're not on TikTok. Because as we also both know, true, yes. I am so much younger and so much hipper than you. Yes.
1: Yeah, that is true.
0: That's is an, true. Perhaps a joke people don't understand is that I am, in fact, older than Sheldon. By whole months. Mm-hmm. This is, true. This is so, true. Sorry, I interrupted. The song, that's sorry. all right. No, that's important. Uh, during Fessel's name segment, mm-hmm. it's uh, they played I Want to Be Bad by Willa Ford. Okay. Early on during heat one of the competition of the daily, it's what I like about you by the romantics an eighties throwback. Okay. Love it. And on that same note in the middle of heat two, it's I ran so far away by a flock of seagulls.
1: Okay. (laughs) I don't even know what that is.
0: You would know it to hear it for sure. Fair enough. You've watched movies from the eighties. I was trying to
1: get you to sing. (laughs)
0: nobody listen nobody wants me to sing (laughs) there is nobody my mom doesn't want to hear me sing I am not a singer I'm a dancer that is how I experience music
1: wow okay
0: Um, tonight is the night by Out of Sight which is uh, in the beginning of the nightclub scene Mm -hmm. uh, when Johnny and Raven are in the club and having their confrontation which we're just about to talk about it's an all time banger for John to the Hill gives you hell by the all American rejects, <laughs> a great breakup song.
1: Okay. Okay. And I mean, this kind of set the tone then, right? Perfectly for Johnny and Raven. Cause I mean, Johnny appears to be just getting ready for the elimination, you know, like trying to tell, Raven like hey we better be ready to go in because chances are we're going to be the choice and I mean he's right but her focus is not on that at all her focus is not on the game and once that happens big problems
0: big problems so there's two things here Johnny says I don't understand why you're coming at me so hard right now like I don't understand why this is an issue Mm -hmm. There's there's two reasons why it's an issue first of all They're at the club. Raven's clearly been drinking. So her real feelings are coming out. Second of all, I am sure something happened on the bus ride to the club Mm. or at the club between Johnny and Norris that she's feeling some sort of way about. Interesting. And I got to say, Johnny's an idiot. Like, he is a fuckboy we sort of glossed over the scene where Norris and Raven and Johnny are talking about how like Johnny has to be a better partner Mm -hmm. to Raven. And it's clear there's no issues between Raven and Norris. Yeah. And they've clearly been talking and they understand where they're coming from. Mm -hmm. But Johnny just like is such a fuck boy. He's doesn't understand what is very obviously happening. And I, I've said this before the one caveat is that Raven should not have come on the show with the guy that she has a crush on who has clearly made it clear that he's not interested back?
1: Yeah, that's she, like she should not, not have the, put
0: herself in this position.
1: That is not the definition of ride or die.
0: No, right? no, not at all. I but like that said, she's right. He has been disrespectful. He could have been like, ooh, this girl really likes me. I shouldn't go on the show with her. He could have been like, ooh, this girl likes me. I'm not gonna make it with someone on the plane ooh this girl really likes me i'm gonna tell that other girl i like like let's cool our jets till the show's over he could have been a better partner like be like i'm gonna focus on the after 7 p.m but from like 9 a.m to 5 p.m i'm on the clock with raven paying attention hey he could go over to fessel and ask for some tips on time management skills because i'll say (laughs) this for fessy he clearly knows how to divide his attention well. Like, there's ways to do this <laughs> respectfully. I mean, respectfully. That was funny.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was over this. I, I got to be <laughs> honest. When they started doing their, their back and forth, I was like, okay, like, what are we doing here? What are we doing? Like, you're about to go into elimination, and this is what you're talking about right now? Like, you clearly don't understand the show that you're on and that's not to say that drama doesn't happen on the challenge but what it does say is that when this drama happens on the challenge chances are you're going home because you're not Mm -hmm. focused yeah um and the flip side of that is what happens next with tori and jordan because Mm. they're getting their drama out Mm -hmm. of the way trying to move past their drama so they can then move on and compete This though goes back to what I was saying because I'm watching this and I don't know how to read it. So I just like watched it and took it in because I'm being cynical. I'm watching it and thinking, is this really the like the very first time I date someone for three years and the first time that we're going to really talk about this and an attempt to get closure is going to be in a contrived bar scene on a reality show. I don't know if I buy that. I don't know if I buy that. And again, Maybe I'm being cynical, but they seemed very calm about this whole thing, right? If this is the first time that you're talking since I broke up with my significant other, right? And then she went and slept with who is essentially a coworker a month later, right? And now we're going to talk about it for the first time on camera. Why? Not buying it, but I don't want to be cynical, so I'll let you go.
0: Well, okay. You're raising good points. I'm not as cynical as you because I can see. Mm -hmm. I think I'm sort of like Tori in that when I go through a breakup, I don't speak to the person at all. Mm -hmm. Like, put them on mute, if not, like, delete from social media. But, like, if I run into them coincidentally, I'll speak to them depending on how the breakup went. But, like, Also, I gather it really hit Tori... The breakup really hit Tori hard. Mm -hmm. And also, didn't she say in an earlier episode that basically, like, she came home and Jordan was gone? I think so.
1: I think there's something to that effect, yeah.
0: So, like, I don't know how much say she had. And, like, she spoke about how much she was like, maybe this is an opportunity for closure. Like, I... But also the way they're speaking to each other and, like, they've also clearly been drinking, they're having one of those conversations that couples have where it's just, like, they're talking in circles Mm. where, like, they're getting so granular about how they, like, they've both changed as people and, like, Mm. they're, like, it's all very ephemeral, you know, like, and it seemed very real to me. You might be right, that they have spoken to each other before this. But also, you can tell that they've certainly like, in the course of their like, active breakup, that they've had a lot of conversations, mm-hmm. also believe that they've also had a lot of uh, therapy, the both of them, like, I mm-hmm. will give them I was impressed with how reasonable they've both been about each other. Uh, in the confessionals the way that they're dealing with each other it seems like they're giving each other space Mm -hmm. it seems they are being respectful i don't think they're ever going to get back together but like it's clear that they're certainly both really hurting from it
2: yeah yeah
0: and like it what i'm trying to say is the scene seemed very real to me even though you might be right that's not the first time that they spoke i think all the emotions are genuine
1: No, that's fair. That's totally
0: fair. There's Um, one thing that would have made that scene better, though, Sheldon. I'm listening. How can you have that conversation when you're wearing a cowboy hat inside a club? Maybe Jordan's a
1: cowboy. I don't know.
0: Jordan is not a cowboy, Sheldon. You know he's not a cowboy.
1: Do I know that? I don't know anything
0: about Jordan anymore. (laughs) That's fair. I haven't seen him in a long time. he hasn't spoken to you in more than a year. And also (laughs) the other thing is most people, the vast majority of people agreed with my hot take on cowboy hats. And like, here's the thing. I understand the purpose of a cowboy hat. It keeps the sun out of your eyes. If it's raining, it keeps the rain out of your face. It's very practical.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Sheldon, how sunny is it and how much rain is there inside an Argentinian nightclub.
1: Maybe there was a outdoor patio.
0: Sheldon, you're just being willfully difficult right now. And I'm mad because that's my thing. And I regret, I do not like that trademark infringement. I'm supposed to be the difficult one.
1: Jordan. I mean, Jordan's an interesting character. And I mean, clearly the haircut tells that he's just in a, a different space right now, you know? So sometimes you just gotta let them be, man. Just gotta let people be.
0: On that note, I should say the final song of the episode was "Let Her Go" by Passenger. As they're having this conversation,
2: okay, okay.
0: Yeah, Are you a I big mean, Passenger guy? No idea what that song is. <laughs> you again? I feel like you would know these songs to hear them. Maybe. Broadway. I'm gonna. You know what, Shelly? I'm gonna make you a playlist on Spotify, and I'm gonna send it to you. It's gonna be called. White people feels music, and you can <laughs> you can just listen <laughs> and know my pain. <laughs> what was
1: the music thing? Was it Big Shiny Tunes? What was that? yeah? What was
0: that one
1: that was a, that's what it was called. Yeah, Big Shiny, big, tunes. shiny tunes.
0: I I mean, long time listeners know because I shared this out on one of the All Star seasons. Someone put together on Spotify a playlist featuring all the songs from all fourteen. Uh, albums of big shiny tunes which for our american <laughs> listeners was a comp- compilation cd of i guess it's alt rock that sure. much music would put together in canada every year starting in like 96
1: and for people who don't know much music is the mtv
0: yeah of, the canada. MTV of canada it's really good big shiny tunes is good i will die on that hill sheldon
1: I'll take your word for it. I'm not going to argue
0: with you. Who might argue you? with you on that? Man? What do you mean you'll take my word for it? I I can't say that I've owned a big shiny tunes album. Oh my God, Sheldon. I'm so excited that Christmas is coming <laughs> and that I can find big shiny tunes. <laughs> uh, in, you still have a CD player, right?
1: No, <laughs> nobody does. Who has a CD player? Nobody does. Nobody does. But you know what we still do have, John? Eliminations we do and this variation of hall brawl i don't know how i feel about it oh i don't even know if it should be called a version of hall brawl i feel like it should be its own kind of separate elimination because i still think it was a really good elimination i like the twist of it but i still want hall brawl (laughs) you know what i mean that's really what i'm trying to say here but before we get
0: to that okay
1: fessy and mariah decide that they are going to send in johnny and Raven. naturally yeah we knew that we knew that already now that means it's time to pull the daggers Mm -hmm. i'm really starting to pay attention to who and how they select the order Oh, who gets to pull the daggers? Because I found it very interesting because obviously this is set up because you want Johnny and Raven to go against um, Horatio and Olivia, right? Like if I'm production, that's what I want. Mm -hmm. So how do you get to that point? You already know who Fessy and them are going to pick. So now I'm going to leave Olivia and Horatio for last so that they are not pulling the dagger. Why? Because they cannot then pull the safe dagger mm-hmm so who gets to go first
0: Colleen and Kim Colleen
1: and Kim and they do not pull the safe dagger next you have Annalise and Tommy they end up pulling the safe dagger and now they are pinned in the middle with a decision to make who should they choose between the two people that they've made deals with was it really an easy decision because it, it, like, I'm watching it and I'm thinking, yeah, of course, it's super easy. You send in the way better team so that they, yeah. you know, you, they beat each other out. But was it really that that simple?
0: I think it was. But again, they had already overcomplicated this. Okay. Right. Like, you should have just made the deal with Colleen and Kim. Yeah. And just like, ha- like, hoped for the best. Because, like, the thing is with, by sending in Olivia and Horatio, you can say to the vets, "Yeah, like you guys wanted the best on best of the rookies. We made that happen, please keep us around. Please, yeah. we need to stay around." Also, listener Mona had this comment about the dagger, do we call it a dagger ceremony? Sure. She says, "You know House what I f- daggers. <laughs> You know what I would feel would be a great move by the producers this season, switch up the daggers." instead of having one say safe dagger have one that says elimination I or like something it. i know it ruins the aspect of forcing people to show who their allies are but for dramatic purposes i'd love them to switch it up on just them on them just once or twice agreed i'm for that i like that
1: i like yeah. i think that's a great idea
0: that's an it. amazing idea because it would, yeah, it would throw such a wrench in everyone's plans mm-hmm. and it, it would be so good. And I say this every season things always drag just towards like there's like always like a bit of a lull mm-hmm. in the two or three episodes before the final. Yeah. That would be a great time to switch it up.
1: Yeah. Nope, Where agree. like
0: they've got it figured out and then suddenly it all switches up. I would love that. Great call, Mona.
1: Totally agree. Totally agree but we get the big boy matchup or I guess I should say big boy, big girl matchup. Yeah, The big people matchup, the big mm-hmm. person matchup. You got what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Between the people, they even made a poster <laughs> <laughs> for Olivia and Horatio versus, um, Raven. And what's Raven's partner's name? Why am I Johnny? Johnny. Wow. How did I forget Johnny? What's going on? So, This version of hall brawl, super interesting. You have two different levels. The people at the bottom, Mm -hmm. you have to run and you have to push a bar to the other person's side. And once you get to the other person's side, that unlocks the door upstairs that gives your partner about a one second head start, which I noticed people weren't even really using. No. (laughs) To do the same up top. Whoever wins a battle up top, you win best two out of three. Let's go. This was a really, 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 really good elimination. I thought, Oh, I loved it. It was hard. I didn't know who was going to win. I found myself rooting for Horatio and Olivia. I feel like me they're too. a more likable pair than Johnny and Raven. And, and you know me, I get really tired of the like unneeded relationship stuff. Like once, once, uh, Johnny's like, all right, yeah, I like Norris, like just, you know, yeah, move it along. But anyways, what did you think of this challenge? How did you, how did this view out for you?
0: So I have a lot of thoughts on the strategy and the setup. First of all, in a weird way, Mm -hmm. I feel like this is more dangerous than hall brawl because with all that weight on the bar, Mm -hmm. like that seems like a great way to break a hand, break a wrist, break a rib. Right. Like if, if it like, uh, like buckles off of your hand and Mm -hmm. goes straight into your rib, you're essentially getting hit by an aluminum baseball bat with someone's full weight behind it in your ribs.
1: I was worried about people running towards each other with the helmets.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And like
1: head down, like when do you stop and when do you like get in the right position to, not have someone run into the top of your helmet um that's the part that
0: worried me and i wasn't clear if there would be any give to the bar in the center
2: Mm -hmm.
0: right so like if you hit it does it like push back a little bit at first like if you're pushing against it without anyone else yeah like are you bouncing off of it should you be slowing up as you hit it like all those like uh sort of micro decisions you have to make when you're doing an athletic feat like that could actually be disastrous, Mm -hmm. like physically. The other thing, and you mentioned it, is the gate on the top opening. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what I would do. This is a lacrosse thing. So in field lacrosse, uh, you have, uh, when they they do a face-off, you've got the two midfielders taking the face-off in the center. Mm -hmm. Then you have two pairs from the other teams, Uh, from opposite teams on what are called wings. Yep. And when they blow the whistle for the two guys in the center to start, uh, begin the face-off, like wrestling for the ball, Mm -hmm. the other two pairs are allowed to run in from the restraining line. Yeah. You can, before the whistle's blown, you're allowed to do whatever you want as long as you're behind that restraining line. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: One trick is if you can time it right, so you back way up and you start running toward the restraining line and try to time it mm-hmm. so that when the whistle blows, that's when you cross the restraining line. Yeah, That's what I would try to do with that gate because there's something to be said to have like a couple extra steps of momentum mm-hmm. rather than like wait for the gate to open and then start running because there's only a second advantage. Exactly.
1: No, I totally agree with you. And you know what else there's something to be said for tying up your shoes because Your girl, Raven, apparently doesn't know how to do a double knot or something. Like, I don't know. I don't know what shoe she's wearing, but this was almost as bad as when. Remember when Zion blew up the Nike shoe and he just like tried to take a step and the whole shoe like exploded? This, I haven't seen anything like that since now where Raven is such, she's struggling so much already because olivia just comes out in beast mode and i don't know if horatio like gave her the extra juice by just how well he did in the first round that olivia just starts going and going and then raven's out of her shoes and right there i was like yeah it's done i thought they were done i thought it was gonna be a 2-0 sweep me too and then in round two i mean i gotta give credit to johnny
0: (laughs) well hold on i do want to say about raven I think there's a big part of Raven that wanted to go home. Yeah, I could see that. And I don't blame her. I don't blame her, but
1: her head wasn't in the game. We talked about that before. And like if there's even a part of you that has doubt in any of these competitions where it's just especially a physical competition like that, where it does take every ounce of your body physically and mentally when you think Mm -hmm. that you don't have a little extra in there. Yeah. Yeah. She wasn't, she wasn't fully in the game at all. And then the fact for you to lose your shoes the first time, then in the second round for it to happen again, that's just like,
0: what are you doing? So she, I think what happened was in the second round, she just pulled her shoe on. Yeah. She didn't untie it, put it on, tighten it, it, tie it again. What do we doing? I want, I want to give credit to both Horatio and Johnny though. For tying their shoes? For tying their shoes. <laughs> And for having really interesting strategy within the confines of the hall brawl. Yeah. And the first round, Horatio notices that Johnny is telegraphing when he's going to push,
1: tipping his pitches.
0: Yeah. And that he is sort of adjusting his footing before he gives a big shove. Mm-hmm. And that he uses that for the. So that's when Horatio pushes. Yeah. And then Johnny. In the second round. Yep. Um, he braces his feet against the plexiglass to get a big shove and then just goes for it. Yeah.
1: He was able to do a really good job. Johnny was able to do a really good job of gathering himself because a huge part of it is how well are you able to sustain the other person pushing you? Right. Because part of it is endurance and you could hope, that if you hold them back enough, right? If you're holding someone back enough, that they're gonna tire themselves out, and then after they you you take on their push, you can now come back where they just they have just tired themselves out from trying to push you. And it was an, and that performance by Johnny in the second round, like I didn't know where that came from. I was stunned where he came back and he beat Horatio on that.
0: I thought he was and, done. Yeah, yeah.
1: I had to give Johnny a lot of credit on that one. And then it was one one. All down to the last go. And Johnny, first off, as soon as it starts, he trips and falls. And it was essentially over from there. Horatio just got such a great head start that Johnny can't come back from that again to make two comebacks in a row like that. It's not going to happen. And then up top, Olivia just bulldozed Raven. And as you said, I think Raven at that point had given out for sure. Mm -hmm. So Johnny and Raven going home. Olivia and Horatio still alive and Tommy and Annalise shook ones.
0: Absolutely. As they should be.
1: Yeah. I I don't, you know what? I think they should be okay because it's such a waste of time. Like to actually go at them next week is such a waste of time. Yeah. That's what I think. That's what I think, but we'll see.
0: Um. Also, we have two more people coming. I assume it's Daryl and Veronica.
1: I totally forgot who the people were. Because I saw that two more people were coming, but I didn't remember Mm -hmm. who I'd seen already in like a preview or whatever. Um, And yeah, you should have said spoiler alert. Hello.
0: no, Uh, Spoiler alert. Uh, Who killed it for you this week, Sheldon? It's
1: it's Horatio and Olivia. Because the other part is they dominated that daily challenge and i would assume came in third overall right um a great performance by them and then a great performance in an elimination and in a tough elimination against a tough team Mm -hmm. so all in all like back against the wall two episodes in a row and even though you can say what you want about last week's elimination where they got a lot of help from the rest of the house in terms of winning that elimination last week this one They just put in work. They buckled down, went beast mode, won a great elimination. Olivia and Horatio, I feel like they're a good um, team as well, Like just a good personality, a good mix of people, good people, and plus putting in work. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: They survived. They killed it.
0: I agree with you. It's a unanimous MVP this week. Mm -hmm. But I want to add and point out, it's very rare for rookies to win an entire season. Mm -hmm. It's only happened a couple of times. However, I think we're going to see Horatio and Olivia on this show for years to come. And they're building a great foundation. Because they're nice. They're likable. They're Mm -hmm. making friends. Yeah, Right? They're not burning any bridges. Yeah, no one Like, let's say they come back next season. No veteran is going to come at them and be like, oh, like, you did me dirty. You were shitty. You were this. You were that. Because all they've done is, like, be friends with their friends. Yeah. Be friendly with everyone. They also didn't even really pursue a rookie alliance like Jay and Michelle did.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. I totally agree with all of that. I think that uh, they're a very good team and i'm interested to see how this season will continue to play out because will a lot of the heat be off of the whole rookie versus vet thing and will now the vets kind of split off trying to recruit you know like well one side of the vet house let's say the fessy and nelson side kind of split off and just align themselves with the quote-unquote rookies that are left which you're including like jay and and michelle who aren't even really rookies so like I want to see when that split comes, when that next dynamic comes. And I think we're close to that.
0: Mm -hmm. I think so too. And I'm looking forward to it. Where can the good people find you on social media?
1: Uh, Well, you can find me on Twitter at Shell Alexander on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. And uh, don't forget to like and follow the pod wherever you get your podcasts You can follow us wherever and I hit the wrong key because I do too many podcasts on this (laughs) feed here, but that's okay. Um, You can follow us wherever you get the pod. Like and subscribe. All that fun stuff. As I always say, bless us with a like. That's how you support the movement that is the on blast. You killed it pod. Wow. I'm sorry. I did football picks and football picks are on fuego right now. So that's what's (laughs) in my head. I'm like, don't mess up the picks. Don't mess up the picks. But The challenge pod is also on Fuego right now because my guy, Mr. Jay Chidley Hill,
0: also killing
1: it each and every week. Oh, stop it. And where can the people find you, my friend?
0: I mean, you already said it on Twitter and Instagram at Jay Chidley Hill, where you'll find hot takes about cowboy hats, Cinnabon, putting up your Christmas decorations too early, and Hockey Canada's ongoing scandal, um, which I have to cover. Little left turn for you there, Shelly. Definitely.
1: Most and, definitely.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and until next week, this was You Killed It.
2: You killed it.